Hello everyone, I hope you're doing well and had a good weekend. Welcome to another episode of Moving to Australia. I'm Arun Belur and I'm joined today by the founder of DBK Migration Services, Amitava Deb. Hello Amitava, how you been? Hello Arun, good, good, thank you Arun, good, uh, good afternoon. You had a good weekend? Yeah, I was busy, <laughs> working. Okay. How was your weekend? Uh, it was alright, we went trekking with the kids took them to nice. Gosford Cliffs, something different for them. So it was nice. Uh, okay. What are we talking about today? Oh, today we're going to focus our attention on uh, business innovation and investment provisional visa surplus 188. Oh, that's excellent. That's a very interesting topic. Something, uh, a category of visas that I really like. Yeah, this visa allows one to own and manage business in Australia, conduct business and investment activity, or undertake an entrepreneurial activity here. So yeah. there are five streams, core streams, that to choose from. Business innovation stream, investor stream, significant investor stream, premium investor stream, entrepreneurial stream. Yeah. Yeah. So how does one go about figuring out which okay. is the right one for them? Well, uh, we'll take a little step back. Um, on this particular visa category, business innovation, as it is called, subclass 188. Earlier, there were and, uh, there were two different subclasses, 188 and 132. 132 was a direct P PR that has been discontinued. And then we had this 188 leading to 888, which is a PR. And there are several streams. There used to be several streams. And the idea was to attract people with business acumen to come into Australia and contribute, either through a startup or by bringing in funds to invest into entrepreneurial activities. So earlier, there were five streams. There's business innovation, innovation category, and there was business investor significant investor, premium investor, and entrepreneur, okay? So the premium investor one is gone. That's the one where one had to invest 15 million Australian dollars wow. into government fund. So when you invest, you actually do not invest in a business that you fancy. You have to invest in government designated investments. Which so is, what, is, what are the returns that you can expect from these bonds? Uh, there is, it could be as low as 2%. So a lot of business people will say, well, if I've got $15 million, why am I going to give it to some government? They would rather use that money to expand their own empire in their own country. Unless in their own country, they have challenges. So this particular category where one has to invest 15 million was not very popular. The other two, other two are normal investor category and significant investor category. The normal investor category, you have to invest 2.5 million Australian dollars. Significant investor, you have to invest 5 million Australian dollars. For how long is this investment required? Four years. Okay. In designated investment. So in the, what is a designated investment? Uh, it will be based on the state 
So every state will have um, certain investment portfolios that they will list and say, okay, you have to invest in these portfolios. Yeah. And um, and you need to hold those investments for four years. There are certain residence requirements for investment category. One has to live in Australia for at least half the time before. So 12 months in the 24 months period before applying. Before lodging, the, for, lodging at EOA for, for this the, visa. No, before applying for the second stage for the PR. Whereas for the other one, it is a lot more relaxed. One has to be in Australia only for 40 days each year for these four years. And then they qualify for the PR. There's another very important difference between the two. The normal investor visa where you invest $2.5 million requires you to have invested in the past at least $1.5 million in one fin one financial year in the last five financial years. So you need mm -hmm. to have an experience in investment to be eligible to invest. You cannot just have lots of money and say, I want to invest. So when they say invest, is it just their business or it could be investment in anything else? No, invest investment means investment into entities where you make money. So usually investors will have a portfolio investment. If you had, everyone does that, you know, if you have mutual funds and fixed deposits, so you will have an investment manager managing your investments and giving you your portfolio statements. So a proper investor will have a portfolio of investments, probably every month or every quarter, depending on what he is investing. Even investment in a bank is investment. So when they say you should have invested, it does not mean you should have had the money. What it means is that you put your money into something for the purpose of generating more money. So investment, uh, investment could be um, mutual fund, investment could be property investments or series of properties where you invest. So if in one particular financial year, someone has bought a property with his own money no, by not taking loan, 1.5 million Australian dollars, he qualifies as an investor to then invest in Australia the amount of $2.5 million, provided he has that $2.5 million in liquid money or money that is that can be liquefied readily. He also has to score 65 on the points test. Yep. So does one need to be in Australia when they launch their application for the business innovation and investment visa? One does not need to be in Australia when he lodges the application. So hear me out the following points. One cannot just lodge an application for this visa. He can only apply for the visa when invited by a state government. So he has to lodge an expression of interest and then be invited by the state. 
and then he can lodge the visa application. Now, when he has been invited, if he has a visa, a tourist visa maybe, and he happens to be in Australia or he, he decides to travel to Australia when he is invited and he lodges the application when in Australia, his application becomes onshore and he gets a bridging visa A. So once the tourist visa ends, he gets a bridging visa A which gets activated and he gets full work rights, full rights to start a business and Medicare. So that's a good question. Oh, Medicare as well, even though they are not permanent residents? Oh, sorry, no, not for 188, for a triple eight. Not yeah. for 188, yeah. For 188, okay. But do applicants also need to take an English test like the skilled migrants do when they lodge their EOI before they are invited? Business in visa, business innovation visa does not require English as a mandatory aspect before lodging an expression of interest or before application. So if if they pass an English test, there's certain benefit for the first two streams, which is the business innovation stream and the normal investor stream, which are points tested. So just note, those two are points tested. In those two cases, they will they may get certain points. Secondly, if they sit for the test, they have established, now provided they get the required score and it is functional English or above, they would have established that they have functional English score and hence they will not need to pay the second installment fee for English tuition, which is around $4,000, $5,000. But if anyone in the applicant's family who comes in as a dependent or who is added as a dependent in the application does not have fun functional English competency, then they can just pay the money and avoid yes. taking the test? Yes, same as skilled migration, which is why you would see so many business migrants starting shops in Australia and they do not speak enough English. That's a different story. I think, you know, if you ask me personally, the business innovation visa itself has to change because it is probably failing Australia on the purpose what it is designed for. But this was one of the things that was highlighted in the report that came out in March when someone, yes. when a team when was put together to to look into the new government. Australian migration yeah. system. Well, I guess there is some politics in there as well. But the reality is, yes, it needs to change. Australian government has recognized skilled migrants are contributing more than what business migrants would. A lot of big business migrants come here, they're complacent, they just start something like a grocery shop or a petrol pump, petrol station, and that's it. Now that you mentioned that, so what are your business obligations if you are granted a, this visa? So before granting the visa, before applying, 
Okay, let me stay. Not, not before applying. Back. Once you come to Australia and you're granted this no. visa. What no, no, no. I was going to say something else. Okay. Before applying, you need to say, state your purpose. Yeah. So that is only applicable to the first one. The first stream we have not discussed so far. We have so far discussed in investment. The investment, if you have the money, meeting the requirement for investment is easy because oh. there is a list of funds you choose. Okay, I like these funds. I just invest money there for four years. I'm happy with this low return because I will get a permanent residence in return. But if it is business innovation, one needs to have a background in running business in his own country. So how does you trans how does one translate running a business into what Australia require? So running a business means you should have had held 30% interest in a business that is generating a turnover of more than 750,000 Australian dollar equivalent. Okay each financial year for at least two financial years in the last four financial years. That's major requirement. Second requirement, the applicant and the applicant's partner together must have held at the time of invitation assets which is equal to 1.25 million Australian dollars equivalent. All right. Okay. Then they have met the mandatory requirements. After that, there is a, on a point scale, there is a list of items, you know, English, how long the business has run, what is your age, etc., etc. And they have to score 65 minimum. Certain states have a higher for example, Victoria has a requirement of 85 points, which is less than 85, you are not qualified. Now, one of the requirements when you apply to the state is your business plan. You have to propose what you intend to do if you are given this innovation visa. So... But if you come here, does the government follow up on the business plan that you did provide? Okay, I'm coming to that. Just hang on. So once the business plan is given, uh, the state government will review and they will approve or not approve. If they approve, once you get your triple eight, usually it is expected that you follow the business plan that you provided. However, the second stage, triple eight, does not mandate that you follow any particular business plan. It requires you to run a business for at least one financial, uh, two years, sorry, run for two years, and for at least one financial year before you apply, you have a turnover of 300,000, you employ three local Australians, two or more, you ha have invested 200,000 into the business. So there are all these requirements to be met. It does not say specifically that you have to follow the investment plan you 
submitted. It is up to the state government when you apply for second stage to check whether you have followed or not. Some states, <clears throat> excuse me, some states are more strict than other states. And usually one could get away in the past by saying that, well, that was my business plan. Yes, I'll still follow that. But for now, because we are running out of time for stage two, I am doing something else which is going to satisfy the stage two requirement. So legally they are okay. They satisfy stage two by, for example, running a service station, a fuel station. But they say that they would follow up their original plan. After that, there is no follow up from the government. And they also don't care. And hence, you'll see all these fuel stations run by migrants who do not speak English. Now, there's an age limit when it comes to skilled migrant visa. Is there an age limit when it comes to the business innovation and investment visa? First two streams, business innovation stream and the business investor streams, the age limit is 55. Significant investor has no age limit. So if your dad wins a lottery of 5 million Australian dollars, that's it, you can apply. As long as you have the money, you're welcome. Yeah, but if someone in India, I know if they get, say, $10 million, you'd happily retire in India, right? Yes. It depends, would. of course. <laughs> depends on the country. So how many years must you have held the subclass 188 visa, which is the business innovation and investment visa, before you are eligible to even apply for a PR? Usually you get the visa for five years. So you need to keep a buffer. So usually after three years and 11 months, you're eligible to apply for the second stage visa. And if you're not able to, for some reason, if you're not able to meet the requirement, because it depends on what you have done in the past. And if in, uh, at the end of the calculation period, you do not have a financial year where you met the required uh, criteria, you may need to ask for uh, extension. So those are the two extension streams. And that extension is for how long usually? Usually it's for two years, two to four, uh, two years or four years, but usually for two years. There's another point I'd like to highlight, which comes up quite often. You can only include a child if the child is below 23 and is fully dependent on you for the first stage. Suppose, a child was about to turn 23 and before the first stage was granted, the child turned 23. You cannot have the child included in the application. So they remove the child from the application, even though the child was added as part of the original application. 188 I'm talking about. Now, let's assume the child got the visa before turn, uh, before turning 23. So if the child before turning 23 gets the visa, then in triple eight, automatically the child 
can be included provided it is not the extension stream but if it is the extension stream the child cannot be included anymore then what does one do well, the child will have to ap- apply independently to the other streams available or because the child other... is no longer a child after 23 the child is an adult so some other visa category has to fit into his requirement yeah okay so i've come across this quite a lot oh and they've managed to secure a permanent residency the child the child yeah well, or has it been very or has it been very very difficult well there are challenges they've been trying hmm now state nomination program opened up all across australia last month mm-hmm. and we have seen some changes come across the allocations for this 23 24 migration program mm-hmm. and we know that the business innovation and investment program has had zero allocations across all states for mm-hmm. this year now how do you see it growing next year so this year there were allocations initially but then i think the government have decided that they have too many pending in the queue that have to be granted the visa so if these are granted then the allocations for this year will be met which is why there has been no allocations they want to clear the backlogs and that backlog is obviously because of covid um could be because they took a lot of applications in during covid covid uh but uh all these allocations that are published by the government are not allocations for invitations these are allocations for visa grant okay so as long as the government have applications in the queue that can potentially be granted the visa and the allocations met there will be no invitations given out hmm. hence they have decided for two reasons one is of course they have enough in the queue and secondly they want to make sure that the current program works they might change a little bit to ensure that it actually attracts people who come here with genuine business interest not just for the sake of coming here because they somehow ran a lot of businesses you know with with full respect to them and they are good businessmen obviously but then they need to come here and work harder and perhaps there there will be some mandatory english requirements as well now you did mention some investments required in the investor investor stream uh, in the range of about 1.25 million or 2 million exact if i'm not mistaken 1.5 million either sorry the investment required is 2.5 million but their background has to be 1.5 million now this money that has to be uh invested does it need to be invested before you are invited to apply for a visa or no no why would you invite me if you are why would you invest if you are not invited so when does one show that they are going going to make that investment how does it work they have to then? show they have funds but the funds does not Number have to one. be transferred once you are given the visa no they have to prove that they have funds that can be transferred hence they will be given the invitation 
after the invitation they have to lodge the visa application the case officer will verify that the claim of them having funds is genuine once they have established just before the visa grant they will be asked to transfer the money and invest ah uh, just before the visa grant okay yes i think that covers everything that we had in mind when we mm-hmm. spoke last week about discussing business innovation and investment visa so yep. thank you once again for your time amitava okay it was thank a pleasure you, talking Varun. to you and catching up with you again have a good night so, everyone thank you for listening thank you for your time and we'll see you next week again thank you goodbye